What's good, everybody? It's Super Bowl Sunday. Finally, the big day and the big game is here. And welcome to another edition and another episode of the Amatel Akitiyas podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields here. Got a jam-packed, busy, epic show for you today. All Super Bowl this whole show got two guests for you today. My main man, Brandon Dillon, he's going to be joining us, as well as a guy you haven't heard since September, uh, week two, as a matter of fact, and my man, Jackson Smith. He'll join us today to give to they will both join us today and give me and give you their thoughts on Super Bowl 53. Uh, first things first, touch on the game. I'll give you my thoughts on the game and opening monologue, take a break, touch on the NFL honors that was last night, and uh, to guess, and then I'll get on up out of here uh, for your uh, pregame Super Bowl show. Uh, touch on the game first. Uh, you've heard it plenty. Of, you've heard it ad infinitum, really, since uh, late, uh, late uh, Sunday night. Before Dr. King Day, you've heard it. Super Bowl 53 between the NFC champion Los Angeles Rams and the repeat champion AF of the AFC in the New England Patriots. Patriots' third straight Super Bowl appearance. 2016, they uh, they uh, beat the Steelers to get to the Super Bowl, and they had that uh, tremendous comeback against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. 2017, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars to get to the Super Bowl last year, and got and this time they were denied by Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. This year, this season, they had to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on the road this time. Something they have not done. Something they have not done since 2004, I believe, when a uh, conference champion, when an AFC Championship game on the road. But because the last, because the last three times prior to uh, two weeks, two Sundays ago, uh, they were denied by Peyton Manning in 2006. Member of the Colts, of course. 2014 and, or excuse me, 2013 and and uh, 15, they were denied on the road in the NFC Championship game. But anyway, Patriots coming into this game at 11 and five, having to beat uh, having to beat San Diego and the Chiefs, to both AFC West opponents to get to this point. Rams, they're a two seed, but but uh, regular season record wise, they are the better team. At thirteen and three, uh, second seed in the NFC uh, in the NFC playoffs, they had to uh, beat the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional round and take down the number one seed New Orleans Saints, who they had lost to earlier in the season, to get where they are today. At the time I'm recording this, this game kickoff. At the time I'm recording this episode. The game will kick off in three hours, nineteen minutes, and thirty seconds and counting. First Super it's gonna be the first Super Bowl in six in six uh years without a without a number one seed participating in it. Last six years has mostly been the number one seed that 
makes its way into the Super Bowl, but uh, not this year. It's the, as it's the battle of uh, two seeds for the Vince Lombardi Trophy. Uh, it's I think it's gonna be a. Uh, I'm hoping that it's a competitive game. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's a game that's got you, that's got you out of your seat. That has your heart uh, pumping. That has you even. It's it has you even sweating even because I tell you I, I was so musty I had to take a shower after watching the Patriots uh, Chiefs game. I didn't feel cheated with that. That was a better game than Rams uh, Saints to be quite honest with you. That was a much more exciting, much more tense back and forth game, you know, and you didn't feel robbed, you didn't feel cheated afterwards, but that was a better game, but anyway, I hope that it's going to be a competitive and an exciting football game, uh, hoping that this is, you know, Super Bowl 48, I mean, we got to deal with, uh, you know, 40, uh, 42 to 8 type of game, but should be a good game, you got Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue leading the leading that uh, defensive front for the Rams. They're gonna have a tough time getting to Tom getting to Tom Brady uh, in today's game. As but don't count the uh, Rams out because Rams defensive coordinator was a uh, Wade Phil is Wade Phillips, who in case you don't remember was the defensive coordinator. And the mastermind behind the 2015 Denver Broncos defense, who even though they had a Hall of Fame quarterback at Peyton Manning at the helm, wasn't what he used to what at the time wasn't what he uh, used to be. He was a shell of himself, and as a result, that Denver defense had to carry the load for him, and it ended up beating Brady and Belichick and getting in in and absolutely wrecking Tom Brady's day in the 2015 AFC Championship game. A few years ago, as you remember, Von Miller had a big had a, a big game in in that uh, in that matchup. So you know, Belichick and Brady, you know, kind of is is uh, is kind of is expecting the same thing they uh, got from Wade Phillips in the 2015 AFC Championship game. Meanwhile, on the Rams side, you can definitely expect that a Wade Phillips cracked out the tape. And uh, and told Aaron Donald and Sue, give me your best impression of a Von Miller in this game, because that's because that's really the only way we can pretty much beat them. Because now, even though, because outside of the Eagles last year, the way you beat the New England Patriots is you gotta stop them on defense. You have to stop. You have to stop. You have to stop at Brady and company. You ha and too many times. Teams allow Brady to get into a rhythm, get systematic, where it's it's drop, it's it's you know three step drop, more Mississippi, two Mississippi, bam, it's out of his hands into Edelman or to uh, Hogan or to Gronkowski or to White or to Sony Michelle, you know they have to do it. They have to do a great job at getting the Brady as soon as that as soon as that ball is snapped Donald and Sue's gotta and and this go right past that offensive line and make sure that they have uh that they have Tom Brady uh on the turf because if the, because if that does not happen the Rams are in for a long day I think because that's secondary is uh is nothing to write home about in my opinion I know that you know they, they didn't let the Saints go crazy on them uh, two weeks ago, but this is the same uh, 
that but this is the same team that that let Patrick Mahomes have a field day against them uh back in November and and to be and you can kind of make the argument, you know, that the Patriots you know, equal equal, equal they're kind of equally talented on uh, offense, but still. I mean, this is the same team that gave up 50 plus points to uh to uh that Chiefs uh offense back in November. I get I get it Kareem Hunt was still on the team and everything, but still, I mean that page you gotta be that Rams secondary is very, 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 very uh easy to go to go up against if you're an opposing quarterback. And that's why it's just so important that Donald, Sue and that Rams pass rush as a whole they have to do a uh, they have to have to have to do a tremendous job to get to Brady in the in both of the Giants games that's what Tom Coughlin stressed to uh, his defensive teams whether it's Justin Tuck in the second Super Bowl or Michael Strahan in the first one you have to get to Brady and you have to and you have to knock him off his high horse, so to speak. And you kind of have to. You gotta. He have to. He, you know, playing in the playing in the soft AFC East and kind of being used to the cakewalk at forty one years of age and the rules protecting everything else. You kind of have to. Uh, you you have to rile him a little bit. You have to. You have to, uh, you know, make him uneasy, you know, make him look over his shoulder, make him check his blinds out, make him get after his offensive lineman a little bit, you know, make him get a little antsy and, and a little uh, jittery in the pocket, you know. That, that's, that's what, that's what uh, the Rams' uh, defensive front has to do in order for them to win this game. Meanwhile, offensively, Jared Goff basically has to play the has to have play the uh, has to play the same game he played against the Saints at least in the second half uh, two weeks ago. Uh, he play, he outplayed Drew Brees in that game and uh, and he and he had you know he had a shaky first quarter, mind you, because he uh, he you know, he didn't know how to handle the crowd noise. Saints defense was getting after him a little bit, but. The rank, but Jared Goff has to play a good championship level game. Pretty much, the same. he pretty much has to play like Nick Foles played last year, and you know to put his team in the best chance to win offensively. Uh, I you know because Eli and because uh, Eli in both the giant he played better in the second. Uh, in the second Super Bowl against the Patriots, not so much in the first one. The first one was more about the defense. But, you know, Jared Goff coming into this game, including the playoffs, 64% completion, two hundred. he's averaging 287 passing yards a game, 33 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Jared Goff has to play championship-level football, not turn over the football, keep his poise, make wise decisions, throwing the ball downfield, and, and not... And again, turn, you cannot turn over the football in the Super Bowl and expect to win the game. He has to limit the turnovers. It is an absolute must that he must not, whether it's fumbles, whether it's interceptions. It is an absolute must. If they want to be crowned champions by the end of the night, it's an absolute must that Jared Goff not turn over the football. And I think it will help because, you know, Todd Gurley, you know, his rumors, he's still... He's still nursing an injury, or what? He didn't. He he was absolutely abysmal in the uh, Saint game, but 
at the end of the day, if he's got two, he's had two weeks to recover and rest himself. Uh, he says he's a full go. C.J. Anderson said this is Todd Gurley's, you know, job for a running back, and uh, we and we should expect him to be out there, and we should expect a big game for Todd Gurley, which is I know what Brady and Bel not Brady, but I know what Belichick and company are is expecting. Because they're you know they're gonna try to take the game off of Jared Goff's shoulders a little bit, and it helps when you have a superstar running back and Todd Gurley back there to kind of ease the pressure off of Jared Goff, saying, "Hey, you don't have to win this game by yourself. I can if you need me to carry the majority of the load offensively. I'm here for you." But you know C.J. Anderson, you know he he's not bad. You know he just only three years ago he's. Uh, it's just a short three years ago he played in a Super Bowl fifty going up against uh going up against the Carolina Panthers in Super Bowl uh, fifty. And he's the only member of the Rams to play in multiple Super Bowls and leads the NFL in postseason rushing yards four hundred and eighty one over the last five seasons, just a little nugget of of uh, information to give to give you right there. And also give you this. This is also an interesting stat. Patriots joined Bills Dolphins as the only franchise to appear in three consecutive Super Bowls. Brady, this is his ninth, of course, over seventeen, uh, over uh, seventeen full seasons as a starter. Five and three. You know, two losses to the Giants. Won to the uh, Eagles, of course, last year. He's won five. He won his first one in 2001 in Super Bowl 36 against the Rams when they were in St. Louis. That was his first championship and his, uh, and his uh, you know, kind of taking the job from Drew Bledsoe after he got hurt in the uh, Jet game in week two. You know, he's second one. He won against... Uh, he won against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Third, uh, third one he won uh, against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Fourth one, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and Daryl Bevel pretty much gave it. Even though Bray played well in the game, especially in the fourth quarter, but Bevel, Carroll, and uh, Wilson gave him that his uh, fourth Lombardi Trophy with help of uh, Malcolm Butler as well. And the fifth one, of course, the twenty-eight to three. Uh, comeback from the New England perspective, what the Patriots have to do is a Tom Brady has to play his game. You know this is his ninth Super Bowl, third third uh third he's play is his third one in a row. He's ninth Super Bowl career all time, third Super Bowl he's played in third straight Super Bowl excuse me he's played it in a row dating back to Super Bowl uh, 51 against the uh, Falcons. So he's been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, bought the literally has Super Bowl championship T-shirts and the rings to prove it and everything. 41 years of age. He knows he knows what's up. He is a uh, Hall of Fame caliber uh, quarterback yeah. in the league. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback in the NFL. He knows what need, he knows what has to be done in this uh, in this situation. He 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 knows. Okay, he's Tom Brady, quote unquote goat race of all time. 
He knows what he has to do. And what he has to do is that he has to put his team in the best position to win. And pray and, and even in Super Bowls he's lost. You know, he, he's done his best to put his team in the best position to win. Even last year, the, the best game, statistically, one of the best games he's ever played in the Super Bowl, you know, he put his team in the best position to win. But that god-awful, disgusting Patriot defense, you know, couldn't hold up their, couldn't hold up, uh, their end of the bargain. But at the, also at the same time, he got outplayed by a second-string quarterback in Nick Foles. He kind of have to throw that into the equation as well. But, but then again, Brady doesn't have to, and the Patriots themselves don't have to fully rely on Brady themselves to win the game. They got Sony Michelle. They have, they have Sony Michelle. They have, uh, uh, the Ryan White, uh, James White, and I was drawing blanks right, uh, right there for a minute. Uh, but you know they got James White in the backfield, who of course scored a game-winning touchdown in Super Bowl Fifty One. They so they so they got a dual running threat. Even though this postseason and this season has been, especially late in the season, has been more about uh, so, has been more about Sony Michelle than it has been about um, about uh, James White, but. Then again, the Patriots, you know, they they've become less dependent on on Tom Brady and have kind of opened themselves up with the run, and that's also why they've been so. When your quarterback is Tom Brady and you're able to run the football, good things happen to you. I mean, this is, just ask any opponent, just ask the Chargers. You know, they they didn't have to rely to rely on Tom Brady throwing the ball. You know. 40 to 52 times uh to in order for them to win the game. You know, if they if Sony Michelle if Sony Michelle can give him 50 can give him 15 to, to 20 uh 20 something carries, get him over 100 yards rushing and score a touchdown or two. Patriots are destined and absolutely can win this game and don't have to rely on Tom Brady's arm to do it. But when they do, just know, especially that Rams uh, awful secondary, they have to keep Tom Brady in check. And something that the Chiefs did not do in the NFC Championship game is get themselves and get and force the Patriots to go three and out and get themselves off the field on third downs. Too many times the Patriots were faced with third downs in the ball game, and did, and the Chiefs defense did did an absolutely horrendous job. Forcing three and outs and bringing on uh, the Patriot punter to punt on fourth downs. I mean, they would, you know, they forced Tom Brady to incompletions, you know, great coverage on first and first and second down, but it got to like, you know, third and five, third and eight, third and 10, third and 12, even, where the, where the Chiefs defense simply could not get off the field. And that's something that the Rams, and that's a caveat the Rams have to take from the uh, Chiefs. From uh, two weeks ago, they have to, when when the Patriots are faced with third and long, they have to stop them. They have to get to Brady. They have to stop them, and they and they flat out have to limit the third down conversions because third down conversions is what kept is what kept the Patriots in the game. It's what extended drives, and it's and it's one of, and it's one of the uh, and it's one of the ingredients that uh, that got them points on the board, and it's all, and it's. Really, one of the main reasons why they're in this game is because of how well they were 
on third downs in the uh, Chiefs game. But it should be a very highly competitive uh, game. But it should be a highly competitive game. Uh, at least, we, at least, what we're hoping for, Patriots. I, you know, I got Patriot fatigue myself. I'm so sick of seeing them. So sick of everyone. Y'all know I cannot stand Tom Brady. I've, I've actually starting. I've actually, I'll admit, I've warmed up to Belichick. I've warmed up to Kraft. Those guys, they, I like, I like, I like Bel, I, I like Belichick especially just because what he's done as a coach over the span of. 30 plus years it's just astonishing and he you know bill belichick he's you know he got he 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 he's funny you know he he you know whether it you know it's jimmy kimmel sending uh guillermo and asking them you silly questions belichick knows how to laugh and crack a smile even even uh during this week you know media asked them you know, Bill, what do you think about uh, writing a book when it's all said and done? And, you know, Bill, you know, gives his little, you know, we're, we're just focused on Los Angeles right now. I'm not simply, you know, he, 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 he blows off the question. And, and then, and then, and then once the media is like, oh, well, classic Belichick. And then Belichick, and then Belichick, uh, you know, gives him a, gives him a sucker punch, uh, type of funny witty response and he asks, would you buy it that you know that, that that's the bill belichick you know that that we that we've been kind of waiting and hoping for the belichick that you know that knows that knows the time and the place and knows serious from having fun but the belichick has got the personality the belichick that isn't afraid to tell uh to tell a humorous joke you know so i've got i've got i've got i've warmed up the belichick so to speak you know he, he, i i pre i i i and i i admire and i respect what he's done in the nfl just not what he's done with the patriots but just as a coach in general they you know he think about this folks bill belichick as a coach not just with the New England Patriots, but as a coach, has seven Super Bowl championships. Think about that for a minute. Five, of course, with the Patriots, and two as the defensive coordinator for the Giants in 1986 and 1990. Seven Super Bowl rings. Seven of them. Seven of them. On top of the fact that he has been a coach in eleven no check that twelve Super Bowls he was on Parcells' staff with the Patriots in nineteen ninety six that's one plus plus the eight he's been with the Patriots that's nine and then the two with the Giants that's 11 so yeah so he's been my you know math on a sunday but uh, but you get the idea he's played in nearly a dozen he's excuse me he's coached in nearly a dozen super bowls he's coached in nearly a dozen super bowls as an assistant and as a head coach that's something to marvel and appreciate at craft too craft getting me you know i'm craft's craft's i Crafts actually be a good guy, you know, help prison reform, getting, you know, brothers that's been put into jail for, you know, stupid and or and or just put in jail, just somebody just put in jail, you know, haven't committed any crime. Kraft getting me, 
Robert Kraft, you know, he's good. He's a good guy too. And I've kind of warmed up myself to Kraft and warmed up myself to a uh, Belichick Brady. <sighs> well, let's just say that's a work in progress. <laughs> um, so you know what? So you know where I stand with the uh, with the suit with uh, the actions going on today. Like I said, Jackson and Brennan, they'll be joining me later on. Take a break. Give you my take on the NFL honors, the NFL award show that happened uh, last night. So I'll take the break. Give you my thoughts on that right after this. Welcome back to Amateur Like Your Ti Is podcast. Switching gears from Super Bowl Fifty Three. We'll touch on that a little bit later on with Brandon Jackson. But switching gears, staying on the NFL, but switching gears to the NFL honors that was showcased last night on CBS. Um, first things first, I got a little gripe. Why in the world? First of all, get the thing off of nine o'clock at night. Get it off of nine o'clock at night. We're going, people are going to be hustling and bustling and, and staying up watching the Super Bowl. Why is it at nine o'clock at night? Get it off of nine o'clock Move it to 7, move it to 8, put it at 7.30, I don't care. But get it off at 9 o'clock at night, especially when I'm getting alerts via the NFL app on my phone and iPad talking about, oh, well, uh, Aaron Donald won Defensive Player of the Year, Saquon Barkley won Rookie of the Year, Patrick Mahomes MVP, uh, you know, uh, Frank Reich, uh, you know, won uh, Coach of the Year. Or Matt, or Matt Nagy. Matt, well, Matt Nagy, I was just using him as an example. But still, I mean, like, why, why like, so you tell me to watch it at 9 o'clock. You're promoting, oh, look, uh, oh, look, all the celebrities are going to, oh, look, uh, Sierra's here. Uh, you know, John Hamm is here. You know, Paul Rudd, he's here in the audience. You're, promote, you're promoting all this, you know, oh, look, Joe Namath, Russell Wilson. I mean, it's, it's, oh, look, Steve Harvey, Mr. Family Feud, Kings of Comedy. He's, I mean, you're promoting, I mean, you're promoting this and shoving everybody, you know, in my face, oh, look at this, and making it up to be a big deal. Putting on at nine o'clock only for you to spoil who's winning what and give me the alerts at at five o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I mean NFL really? You you tell us to watch it at nine o'clock at night. You per you that that that's the only non Super Bowl thing you you promote to us the whole week is NFL honors, especially with Steve Harvey as the host. And it's like, all right, well, now I clock something, something for me to look forward to. And I'm getting alerts on my phone left and right on the, on the NFL app about who's won what award. And Rappaport, you know, just tweet, just tweet now. I'm like, I'm like, really, NFL? I mean, I mean, what's next? You know, you tweet out, or you, or you send me an alert. Who's the who's the who's the first who's the first overall pick in the 2019 draft come April? I mean, jeez. You know why? Why even watch the why even watch the show if you're if you're just gonna spoil it for everybody? I mean, come on. 
says this. Ooh, ooh look, oh, Patrick Mahomes, MVP. Well, gee, thanks, NFL. I mean, yeah, what they do, what they're doing is cannibalizing their product. That's what they're doing. They're cannibalizing their product. They're rather than them trying to draw a big rating on CBS the night before the Super Bowl and getting everyone into like the Super Bowl spirit and bringing everyone in to come in and watch it, make it a making an event of the night for everybody instead of watching, you know, Lakers Warriors on ABC, rather than I'm doing that, you know, it's five o'clock afternoon, you know, bling, 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 you know, constant alerts about the award show. I mean, come on, NFL. I mean, you, you, you're, you're, you're compromising your own product when you do stuff like that. You're telling us to watch it at nine o'clock, yet you're giving us, yet you're giving us awards on your app. You want us, you want us to use for 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 top NFL news and highlights and everything else, and you tell us to watch it at nine o'clock, and Steve Harvey's gonna be a, a hit and everything else. Yet you're giving us alerts at four o'clock in the afternoon. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean, for, I mean, for, I mean, if 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 you can't wait that, just shoot the show live. Shoot it live. At you know five o'clock in the afternoon, just shoot it live and, and get it over with. Okay, shoot it early in the day, shoot it live. Other than that, tell Ian Rappaport, tell the folks at NFL Media, and tell them to save the little NFL notifications and tell and tell all the other sports apps out there not to give any alerts and not to give any you know hints or spoilers to who wins what award. Until the show actually, unless you're going to shoot it live, until the show actually hits the airwaves and it's actually announced on on uh, and exposed to the uh, world on network national television. Cause other than that, why even watch the show? I didn't. I didn't even watch it. I got. I got every. I got every alert and for every award I wanted to know about. Saw saw the uh, Steve Harvey opening monologue on YouTube, which was surprisingly not was actually was actually funny. By the way, you know Steve Harvey, who's kind of you know lost, who's lost his um, who's lost his little uh, spark that made that made him on the Kings of Comedy back in you know the early, back in two thousand. You know he's kind of kind of lost his little thing that made him him. You know, he's gotten, you know, you can bake whether he's gotten a little stuck up for himself, whatever. But his, his, uh, opening monologue wasn't, ha wasn't, wasn't that bad. It was, you know, it was a couple of good jokes and a couple of, you know, good, uh, funny moments and good, funny stuff in his monologue. But other than that, you know, why bother? Watch the Steve Harvey full opening monologue on YouTube. You have the full list of, uh, award winners on your phone. Call it a night. You ain't got to worry about commercials, nothing. The celebrities yapping off. You ain't got to worry about all that. But anyway, uh, just to run down the list, Saquon Barkley got Rookie of the Year. Uh, Aaron Donald got Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, let's see, Offensive Rookie, Saquon Barkley as well. Offensive Player of the Year. Patrick Mahomes, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Darius Denard. Uh, moment of the Year, which I don't agree with. Aaron Rodgers come back against the Bears in Week 1 that basically Al Michaels and 
Chris Collinsworth made it seem like it was, you know, Bart Starr driving down the field, 90-plus yards in the ice bowl. Uh, uh, hold off on the Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on, come back against the Bears. I mean, what, did he get shot in the leg? You know, came out uh, with a peg leg or a prosthetic leg or one, or one leg, then came out and come back. I mean, at the end of the day, the Bears won the division, made the playoffs, Packers didn't. So, you know, can we calm down on that a little bit? But anyway, uh, comeback player of the year, Andrew Luck, of course, uh, assistant coach of the year, uh, defensive coordinator for the Bears, Vic Vangio, what a job he did. Play of the year, Miami Miracle. Uh, see, coach of the year, Matt Nagy. I would have given it to Frank Reich myself. But, you know, can't sneeze at Matt Nagy for getting it either. First year, uh, coach of the Bears takes him to the, the uh, playoffs and wins the division. Walter Payton Man of the Year, Chris Long. Man, what a guy. What a man. He is uh, for doing his work in uh, in the community and beyond. And MVP, Patrick Mahomes. You know, you know could have gone him, could have gone uh, Drew Brees. But Patrick Mahomes, what he did was absolutely astonishing and absolutely uh, record-breaking so congratulations to those guys uh, I have no complaints with the award uh, with the awards myself you know Patrick Mahomes or Breeze couldn't you could have given it to both this is like the first time in like a this is the first time in like a good little while where the MVP of the NFL is not in is not on is not on one of the two participating teams in the uh, Super Bowl. You know, Super Bowl Fifty. It was uh, Cam Newton. He lost uh, Super Bowl Fifty One. It was Matt Ryan. He lost Super Bowl Fifty Two. Tom Brady. He lost uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine. Um, I think that might have been the last time someone was someone got MVP. That was not. On a Super Bowl team, I have, let me check that right quick because I know it's been a little while. Let's see, 2014 NFL MVP was Aaron Rodgers. So, since all right, so it's 2014 was the last time was the last time a player. Uh, got an MVP award that was not a that did not participate in that season's Super Bowl uh, Patrick Mahomes first player since Aaron Rodgers in 2014 to get uh, MVP and not play in the Super Bowl we've had all quarterbacks since 2013 last time we had a player not a quarterback when MVP was 2012 Adrian Peterson and the last running back before that was uh, Daniel Thompson in 06 and Sh Sean Alexander in 2005. Uh, let's see. Not a quarterback. The last the last player not a quarterback or not a running back to receive MVP honors was in 1987 which is when Jerry Rice won it. And previous year, Lawrence, LT Lawrence Taylor won it in 86 when the Giants won Super Bowl 21. 
Well, take a break, and my main man, Jackson Smith, will join us right after this. Welcome back to the Amatel Like a TIS podcast. Back now with our first out of, out of one out of two guests I have for you today. Our first guest uh, appeared on the show back in September after uh, week two, I believe it was, in, in the middle of... Uh, in the beginning, whenever it was, back in September. You guys would know better than uh, I would because you got it right in front of you. But anyway, here to join me and talk NFL football, my main man, Jackson Smith. Jackson, how are you today, pal? Okay. What up, what up? How about you, boy? <laughs> All right, Jackson, let's jump into it before we get to the Super Bowl and talk about the horrendous non call that was in the NFC Championship game. Let's recap uh, the. Give me your thoughts on the NFL season since the last time we talked. Quick. Uh, oh man, I mean, this whole NFL season was full of drama, and I think I think the gist of the season has to be officiating. For like, from remember the beginning of the season with the the roughing the passer calls, with the hit on Kirk Cousins, the Clay Matthews, and then the hit on Alex Smith by Clay Matthews, were both roughing the passer calls, even though they seemed fair, but um, those were of this season. And I think this whole season has to go on officiating for sure. Okay. Uh, I agree. Uh, the ref ball this season has been absolutely horrendous with it. Like you said, it was uh rough in the passer or the NFC championship game on call. The ref ball has been so heinous and so yes. horrendous and so egregious that has really taken away some from some fantastic football games we saw this season uh switching uh get off of that for a little bit move into the uh actually before we get to the playoffs give me your assessment for your 2018 washington redskins let me hear your thoughts do, on I, that. do i really have to do this do I, yeah, do I yeah, do this? yeah, 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 yeah. All yes. right, all right, man. Well, if I were to say it all started when Alex Smith got hurt, I mean that was a really devastating injury. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, he went to the Wizards game with that gnarly cast. You can see like the nails like going into his leg. I mean, I only wish him the best. Hopefully, he can play again, but. It's not likely, but it looks like he was not going to play for 2019. But going yeah, he's, for the 2019 yeah, he's season. To play, but uh, we started six and three. We are top of the NFC East. All was going well, and then Alex Smith went down, lost that game against the Texans. Uh, got embarrassed on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, and then the rest was history. I mean, lost four straight games. Oh no, not to mention that Cole McCoy was hurt, and then right. Mark, San- Mark Sanchez just stuck it up. And we had to resort to Josh Johnson, which he did his job. I mean, we didn't expect too much from him. He did his job. He won in Jacksonville. So, uh, and then we just finished the season seven and nine. And the whole thing just went downhill from there. I mean, it could be a lot of reasons. It could be injuries. It could be uh, our terrible general manager, Bruce Allen, or – you know, you know, you know, it could go a lot of ways, but if the Redskins want to change something, they need to embrace change. Something needs to change next year, whether that comes from the draft, whether that's picking up somebody off the street. You know, something's need to change if the Redskins want to fly yeah. back to relevancy in this league. Right, and 
you know, it sucks with with uh, what happened to Alex Smith, and uh, you hope and you pray that he's able to uh, recover from that injury. But really, the Redskins' problems, at least for the last couple of years, they've been a good competitive football team, and they finally have like a not a franchise quarterback, but a solid quarterback in Alex Smith. And it's kind of pretty much been the same thing that's plagued them the last couple of seasons. And that's uh, the injury bug. And it's really unfortunate to hear what happened uh, with him. Uh, now let's go to the NFL playoffs. Uh, this, the audience has already heard my thoughts throughout these entire playoffs. You haven't been on since September in week two. So let me give you this opportunity right now to, talk to the 50 people listening on uh, what you thought of these uh, 2018 NFL playoffs. Start f- starting first with the wild card round. All right, so I'm going to keep this scene short. The Ravens and the Chargers, uh, Lamar Jackson just fumbled that thing like five times. I don't know how many times he fumbled that, but as an NFL quarterback in this league, you, you're playing in the, one of the biggest stages. Uh, you can't fumble the ball if you want to win the game, if you want to go on to the next round. You've got to take care of the football for sure. Uh, the Chargers, their defense was really good. Phillip Rivers, he did his thing, his thing uh, to keep the Chargers in it. But um, we need to see a better performance by Lamar Jackson, for sure, for sure. And uh, the Cowboys and the Seahawks, um, the Cowboys just played better than the Seahawks. Seahawks' play calling was horrendous. Every every first and second down, it was a run. So... Uh, yeah, that that really bothered both of those both of those things you brought bothered me. It bothered me how poorly Lamar Jackson played because you I and I don't want to hear rookie quarterback and I don't want to hear you know first playoffs. Joe Flacco in his rookie season led the Ravens to the AFC Championship game. Yep. I don't want to hear it. You've had ample time to prepare. And I think and in 08, I think Joe Flecker had to play three road games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but but I don't want to hear any excuses about rookie. Uh-uh. No. Uh, Heisman I mean, Trophy winner, big-time players step up in big games. He ha- He knows that. He is drafted. He got drafted by a 9-7 team that is looking to go to the playoffs and is looking to win their division. And if they make the playoffs, is looking to go to the Super Bowl if they make it into the playoffs. But still, no excuses. You are a rookie quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner. You had, after the Cleveland game, you had a week to prepare. That means you had OTAs, mini camp, training camp, training with Flacco and RG3 throughout practice, throughout the whole entire season. This is the time where all that work you put in, basically since minicamp on, this is where it pays off. And this is where the rubber meets the road. Yes, 6-1, and one, fantastic. But still, you got to – no excuses. You know, he played, he played poorly in the game. You cannot win in a National Football League – when you have a QBR of zero, a point in the game you throw for negative passing yards, and in your final stat is 14 for 29 with 194 yards, an interception thrown, and you fumbled the ball three times. That that and in a whole game yeah. in in a, in a home playoff game, 
against against the Chargers. That is that's unacceptable. And with the Seahawks, like I told, like you heard me say, and like how others heard me say, why in the world the Seahawks ran the ball as many times as they did in the same yeah. way they did against the Cowboys game? We yes. will never know. We will never understand. But at the end of the day, that I was pulling my hair out. That so the Seahawks cost themselves with that bonehead asinine play calling, with the simple with the simple runs, basically putting themselves in third and long every single time you turn around to the point where everyone, the whole stadium, predicted pass, and lo and behold, the Seahawks couldn't get anything done on third down. Yeah, it was pretty horrendous. Um, some more for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, the Colts and the Texans. The Texans just played horrible. I mean, they had home field advantage in the wild card round. Uh, I think everyone predicted the Texans to win, uh, considering how well they did this season. But the Texans just stunk it up. Deshaun Watson couldn't get anything going. Just DeAndre Hopkins didn't get targeted as he usually does, and resulted in a loss. The Colts just just overplayed them that game. And then the big. And the Eagles, wow, that was that was a good game for sure. It was a really good game. Both teams, um, both teams really played, did the thing. It, it was sad for the for the Bears for it to end this way. For Cody Parkey, who was missing a missing a a kick, uh, the Bears had finished the season twelve and four, I believe, twelve and four ish, I think, and. They had they had a good season. It looked like they were going to have a Super Bowl run, but I mean, it it sucks for it to end that way uh, for the Bears. Uh, considering yeah, Co- the, Cody Parkey, the Cody Parkey cost them with his poor uh, play field goal kicking. I mean, that is unacceptable. You have no job and has to make a kick. And, and Mitchell Bears, Trubisky really yeah, stepped up this season. He really did, and he did his thing on that game too. He had uh three hundred and three yards. In that game with a completion percentage of 60 and a QBR of 49. He, he did his thing. He did his thing. I mean, he played what, good. But who did, what is the the uh, the part the spot uh, not the spot the side of the ball the Bears didn't play well in that game was defense. defense now I know yeah. you saying now I know those of you listening are saying well they gave up 60 only gave up 16 points. Yeah, but they gave up eight points that they had no business giving up. They should have won the game fifteen to eight or whatever it was because that because that defense that according to Chris Collinsworth was reminiscent of the eighty five Bears that defense completely pissed down their leg yep. in the game on that last on that last drive Nick Foles extending plays ex, uh, extending plays. Uh, Converting on third downs, converted on that fourth down to score the touchdown. I mean that that it cannot happen. And I know Mac is, you know, I know he's a good player. You know, he he's the best player on their team. But still, you cannot allow Nick Foles and company to march down the field in your own house in the playoffs and yes. basically steal a playoff win from you like that and put yourself in a position where. You have to have Cody Parkey make that sort of kick. You you can't just have you ha- can't just have that. On to the divisional round, the sir. Divisional give me round. your thoughts. So on Saturday, the Colts and the Chiefs. The Colts beat the Colts lost like they got obliterated, thirteen to thirty one. And the Chiefs are just flat out better. The Colts just couldn't get anything going. Patrick Mahomes just 
doing what he does. He's doing Patrick things. So I think we have really nothing to say there. The Colts and the Rams, of course, the Rams beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys, and the Rams. The Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys and the Rams. The yeah. thirty to twenty-two. Uh, the Rams, man, they're just a different. They're just a different offense, man. C.J. Anderson, we're all impressed by him. He's making that big comeback. Uh, he started with the Broncos, got cut by them. Then he went to the Panthers, got cut by them. And now he's in. He's in. Uh, he's in L.A. He's with the Super Bowl team now. And the Rams just play, just played like they usually do against the Cowboys. It seemed like the Cowboys were going to going to put up a pretty good fight against the Rams, which they did. They did. Uh, but uh, they just weren't enough to to beat the Rams. Uh, Zeke Elliott couldn't get anything going. They really need to get him going in order to to win games. But. Uh, but I mean, aren't we all happy that the Cowboys lost? I absolutely hate the Cowboys. Oh yeah, so so do I. I mean, put put them to sleep. And Dak Prescott, I'm sorry, is not a big time quarterback. He's not. He's not a big. In, time in order for that team to be good, it has it relies on their defense and Zeke to carry him. Dak Prescott by himself cannot win the Cowboys a championship. I don't I think, care what I think anybody says. If you things. get if you get Zeke going, you're going to win the game. Right. If you get Zeke going. Like he just doesn't stop. You're you're going to you're going to win the game. So I think that's one of the keys for the Cowboys moving forward. You got you got a, a really good running back in Ezekiel Elliott. You got to use him, like like you you guys usually do, but you guys didn't. So, All right. Sunday, uh, the Chargers ahead. and the Patriots. Oh Patriots. God, that oh game God. put that game put me in a depression. I mean, I, I was really rooting for the Chargers this season to make a Super Bowl run. Uh, I'm a big fan of Phillip Rivers, uh, considering I was I was born in San Diego. So, uh, man, the Chargers just stunk up. You just stunk it up. They really just looked like puppies against the Patriots. The Patriots just blew them out. They just blew them out. Um, Johnny Michelle was going beast mode in that game. That he really killed the the Chargers defense and there's a lot of high praise for the Chargers defense too. And they just couldn't pick up a stop. So the Patriots just get an old fashioned beating on the Chargers and Phillip Rivers finishes the season without a ring. And then the final game, the Saints and the Eagles looked like the Eagles were going to put up a pretty good fight. They put up 14, 14 points. And then they just were never heard of from again. And after that, Nick Foles just wet his pants and uh, that final play when Marshawn Lanabore picked up the game, and man, Alshon Jeffrey, man, he should have caught that ball. That's a that's a ball he should have caught. Oh uh, yes, Nick definitely. Fools, Nick Fools maybe threw it a little too high, but Alshon Jeffrey has has, has good hands. Oh, I, I thought he, he has did. To make that he, catch. he has to make that catch, and you know, it, it it didn't just come down to that play with the Eagles losing. I mean, the whole game, well, the second half, I should say, was just was just abominable. For the Eagles, and uh, they just couldn't get it in that second half. Yep. Uh, moving on to the conference championships. Conference championships. <laughs> let me now hear your thoughts on Saints and Rams. All right, let me start. Let me start. Yeah, let's let's start with the NFC Championship. Um, what can I say? I mean, the Saints were doing the Saints. I mean, oh my gosh. Um, where, where should I begin? There's a lot of stuff that happened. In this game, but the Saints were being the Saints for really, and uh, in the first, in the second half, the uh, the Rams couldn't get anything going in the first half. 
um, just the Saints were just overplaying, overplaying. And we thought that the uh, the Saints were going to win. And then the Rams come back, and the Saints get anything going. Their defense couldn't get anything going. Um, and then at the end, we, we should talk about this this missed call on uh, Robbie Coleman on uh, oh, Trayvon what, Smith. Oh what, my a God. Disgr- what a disgrace. I mean, how, you yeah. have an official right there. How in the world do you not throw that? That 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 is absolutely inexcusable. And I know listen, that was a horrible it caught let's just call it what for what it is. That call prohibited the Saints from playing in this game later today. It prohibited it prohibited them from playing in the Super Bowl because of that one heinous non-call. I mean, that is an absolute... That official should be fired for yeah. that. For fi- He should be fired. And a lot for, of Rams should never Ram- be allowed to should never be allowed to officiate a game again because for whatever he was... Whether he had his hand, hands in between his legs, swallowed his whistle, whatever, the fact that he did not call a pass interference and or did not call a, an illegal helmet-to-helmet hit on that is beyond me and is an absolute disgrace. And I hope and pray that a team does not get, even if it's the Patriots, I hope and pray that a team does not get robbed the way the Saints just, did it, on it was Sunday. A good game. It was a good game, and it was, it, was, it was sad to see that it came down to that one call because if they made that call, the game would have been over. The Saints would have been playing the Patriots today, right now, and it, it just sucks. But a lot of – in the Rams fans' defense – that drive before that, apparently Jared Goff, uh, face mask call missed. Yeah, they didn't call that either. The field, they didn't call that either. So, I but mean, the, go ahead. Uh, but I mean, I mean, uh, at the same time, that hit, that hit was blatant. As I don't know what every that you could heard, you could heard that in the stadium. It was blatant, and I don't know what the rest were looking at. And I think this will change officiating the whole league in fact forever i think you should as it should be able you should be able on my thoughts you should be able to review that you should be able to review penalties or some certain penalties that they think you was very blatant but i think uh penalties like that should be reviewable yeah i mean yeah either reviewable or have like ai in the stadium that like automatically corrects it or something because that's a disgrace now though now, even though that cost, even though that no call cost the Saints a chance to go to the Super Bowl, the Saints at the same time should have never been that position to to have the rest rob them like they did because that's call it whatever you want. That Saints offense was and it, and it really has what hasn't been as it really to be honest hasn't been. Consistently good since Thanksgiving. If you want, if you want to make an argument about it, because that offense did not play well at all. I mean, the, they and you saw it. They had the Rams rattled in that game, especially in the in the first quarter. Especially the Rams didn't know what to do. J- Jared Goff has to like put cotton balls in his ears so he can hear himself think. You know the players have to like tape up the air holes on their uh, on their helmets. Andrew Whitworth is like playing telephone with his offensive lineman to, to get the to get the signals and to get the play calls right. They got to call time. I mean they. I mean the crowd, the Saints defense. They had Jared Goff and the Saints 
uh, or excuse me, the Rams offense, they had him reeling, especially in the first quarter in that game. But because because the Saints tight end drops the ball, they settle for field goals instead of touchdowns. It kept the Rams in the game. And I think it was Ann Andrews of Fox Sports that said, hey, coming into halftime, the uh, or Chris Myers, one of the ones, but regardless, they said that some McVay said heading into halftime that they felt like that they took the that they took the Saints' hardest punch, and they're glad and they're fortunate they're still standing. Which, at least in my eyes, meant they felt like they still had a, they had a pretty good chance to win this game, even though the Saints got robbed. They still did because the Saints should have put up many, many, many. The Saints should have the Saints should have went into halftime twenty uh, uh, up twenty eight. I mean, it should have been Chargers. Yeah. It should have been Chargers Patriots the sequel. I mean, I mean, that Saints offense should have had twenty eight, at least twenty four up on them at halftime, but instead. But instead, the halftime score was uh, what was it? What was it? Uh, help me out here. It's dopey. It's dopey fun. It, it what was it? It was. I want to say it was thirteen ten at halftime. It was th- it was thirteen ten at halftime when it really should have been when it really should have been like twenty four three twenty eight three twenty eight nothing. The game should have been at never should have never been as close as it was at halftime, and that I and that I have to put blame on the Saints' offense because their offense should have played better and should have scored more touchdowns instead of settling for field goals. Yeah. But in the end, the refs did rob them, but the Saints shouldn't have been in position for the refs to rob them because they really should have had the Rams. They because they really the way they played in the first quarter, they ran the Rams out the building and they kind of let them come back in the second quarter. But be that as it may. Yeah, and we're going to move on to the AFC. And i got to say, what a game that was. It really was a, an amazing game. Uh, yeah, the final score was 37-31. Patriots, of course, won that game. Um, first half, uh, the Chiefs, strangely, didn't score any points in the first half. Uh, the Patriots' defense somehow stopped the number one offense in the league. And, and then the MVP and Patrick Mahomes. And the MVP, yeah. Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know what happened with the Chiefs. Uh, I guess I guess the Chiefs went full read in the, in the first oh, half. Yeah. Boy, did I, they, boy, did they go full read. Oh, my went, gosh. G- giving up third and tens to Brady. I mean, can the secondary please stop Brady for the, for the love of all that is holy, please? We'll talk about I mean, gee whiz. I mean, every single time it was incompletion, incompletion, no sack, whatever. Brady's facing third and ten, and, it, and they're letting Brady throw slant routes in the middle of the field to, uh, you know, to Edelman, to Gronkowski. I mean, come on. Yeah, the first half, and then and then the Chiefs started picking up in the second. The second half, they eventually tied it up. It went to overtime. The Patriots get the the ball, and like you said earlier, I don't know what was happening with this defense, but pretty much the Patriots were running the same dang plays. They were running the same dang plays. This, and if Tom Brady was throwing it to the same people, Edelman, Gronk, Hogan, he was throwing it to all those people, and for somehow. Somehow, and Tony Romo freaking predicted it in this game. He he's, he called the plays, and I don't know how the Chiefs didn't stop the same play. This is horrendous. And then, you know, it comes down to the Patriots making the Super Bowl for the third 
straight year. And uh, yeah, for officiating, I would say it, it it was definitely better than the NFC Championship game, but a lot of a lot of a lot of like typical stuff like uh, right D4, the roughing D4, the passer D four oh, going D, out of. D- well, D four was offsides. I mean, D4 that, was completely I'm, offsides. But if D if D four lines up on sides, the Chiefs are in this game. So that I'm not going to get on the refs. But I yeah. do get on the refs is that bogus, disgusting, garbage, asinine call on Pat that really roughing the passer for basically trying to swipe at the football, basically giving Tom Tom Brady a pat on his shoulder. On, yeah, his, uh, and, on his on his uh, on his left pectoral muscle, really yeah, that's bad. Uh, yeah, the fans, I think you got just like touched him, and they called a uh, a rough in the past. It was crazy. And then another controversial call: uh, Julian Edelman returning a punt, and apparently it went off his thumb, and the Chiefs would have scored, but it didn't go I off th- his thumb. I thought it did. I you thought it went it off his thumb. I I personally I I'm not sure what. I I I think it was inconclusive evidence to overturn it. The play should have stood, but uh, let's touch. Last thing, and I'll let you go. Super Bowl 53, Rams, Patriots. Give me your thoughts on who you think is going to win the game. Well, um, let me start with these, talking about these two teams, and let me start with the Rams, your NFC champions. Um, the Rams put really, really good this season after – Last season, I believe they made the wild card round, lost to Atlanta last season. They really bounced back, made the Super Bowl, the big game. Um, Jared Goff really stepped up. Um, his rookie year, he just played horrible. And somehow, some way, uh, Jared Goff just changed in the course of a year or two years since he was drafted. And then now he's a Super Bowl quarterback playing against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, which we'll talk about him later. But uh, it all came from down to Jared Goff, to Todd Gurley, to – Receiving core, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup. Sadly, he's not. He's not going to play. He's going to be a big factor for the Rams uh, today. But um, yeah, the Rams just Rams has played spectacular this season, finishing the regular season, I believe, thirteen and three. And yeah, the Rams. A lot of high praise from them. Um, and then the AFC, your AC champions, the Patriots. I mean, what kind of what can you say? I mean, what a surprise! The Patriots winning the AFC again. Um, <laughs> a lot of people. That the Patriots are going to make it. They, this was actually kind of their lowest record, eleven and five. I want to say eleven and five. Twelve, uh, uh, 12 and uh, yeah, eleven and five. Eleven yeah. and five. That's one of their lowest records uh, in years, and they still happen to make the Super Bowl. And I mean, what? I mean, Tom Brady is a born winner. I mean, how, no matter how bored you guys get of Tom Brady being in these big games, he's just a born winner. And uh, I'm not. I'm not sure how long he's going to stay in the league. How he wants to continue this, but as of right now, he's doing his thing. And then again, they drafted a good running back. They needed that running back, Sony Michelle. Now they have a real running game going. Sony Michelle will be big today. And then right. of course his receiving core: Gronkowski, Hogan, Edelman. Josh Gordon is not playing, but um, yeah. I mean, the Patriots just shocked us all and. Uh, I'm excited to see the for this game, but uh, as of predictions go, I think I'm going to have as as much as I want the Rams to win. I think the Patriots are going to win, uh, 27 to 21. That's my prediction for Super Bowl. So Tom Brady gets the sixth ring NFL record, and Patriots tie the Steelers for the most Super Bowl championships in NFL history. 
All right, Jackson. Thanks for joining me, pal. Been a all pleasure. Right, all right. I'll, all right. I'll have at you later. All right. All right. All right, man. Take care. All right. We'll be back with we'll be back with the Amatelic TIA. I'll be back with, <laughs> on the Amatelic TIA's podcast right after this. Welcome back to the Amatel Lucky T.I. is podcast. Joining me now, my main man. Haven't heard his voice in a while, neither. Or either, I should say, since uh, early December, I think. December the 1st. Yeah. When I was over at uh, his crib. Now we're, I'm at my place. He's at his place. But thanks to uh, modern technology, I can still have him on my show. Brendan, Dylan, how are you today, pal? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, ready for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I am ready. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> Brendan, all up the Brendan is funny. Uh, first things first. Conference championship game. Tell America your thoughts. Rams, Saints. Let me hear it. Um, I have to be honest, I think this game's going to be a bore fest. I don't think it's going to be as interesting as people are making it up to be. I'm not excited for it, I'll be honest. No, 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 Rams, Saints, recap that one. Oh, oh, oh okay, well, you, you, know, you know how I feel about the Rams-Saints game. That game was just the most unfair football game I have ever watched. Sure, the Saints stopped playing offense in the second uh, half, but the biggest problem that I feel with that game was, and everybody knows what I'm going to talk about, is the uh, non-call and the offensive pass interference. Defensive pass interference. I said offensive. I meant defensive pass interference. Um, Where the dude ramrodded uh, the wide out into his head. You you know what I'm talking about, right, Jay? Yes, of course. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. I think that's probably one of the worst <laughs> how can I even say this in words I think it's probably one of the worst non-calls I've ever seen in my life probably like up there with the great non-calls in the history of the NFL and I probably always will be and it's addressed a new problem that we have which is just refs not making the right calls yes ref ball big calls so yeah tell me about ref ball Jay. I want to hear about that I want to hear your opinion Ref ball, basically, for those of you who are not a subscriber and are not a viewer and fan of the YouTuber Urinating Tree, ref ball is when the referees, and it doesn't just apply to football, it applies in all sports. It's when referees or officials or in baseball and tennis case umpires interject themselves into a game for no apparent point of reason and inject themselves into the game that affects the outcome of a play and or the game. So for instance, remember those of you listening, remember when I lost it with uh, Carlos Ramos interjecting himself into the Serena uh, tennis match back in uh, September in the U S open. That is an example of ref ball. When Brendan lost his mind, when, uh, 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 with the hold, with the face mask and the holding and the and the refereeing job in general, when the Redskins play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. that is an example of ref ball, non-pass interference call in a conference championship game. That is an example of said ref ball. So that's what ref. So that's what ref ball is. Brenda, you may continue. I I feel like 
that that game definitely addresses a huge problem that we have in the NFL today, in which basically there's so much bias sometimes, or just you know so much unawareness to the people who are actually calling the games. These refs, right? Definitely needs to be addressed. Address it the right way. Goodell's just like, oh, it's a human game. Sometimes bad calls happen. Well, when it's the playoffs, you have to understand that calls like that just should not happen. It should right. be as fair as possible. You're trying to, you're trying to get interest in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't you rather have the teams that are the best in the Super Bowl than a team that's subpar versus another subpar team? Seriously, it becomes a bore fest, and you know what I'm talking about. It's the worst. The bias is unreal, and Goodell is never going to address it because he doesn't see a way in which it can be solved. Right. And Goodell did a bad job. Uh, he waited all the way, and I don't want to hear the example. You know, my main man, Chris Russo, he gave on CSX something. He gave this example. Well, that tore it apart. Well, I, well he, said, he said, among other things, well, other commissioners and other sports and, and past commissioners in the NFL, they never – we gave out a statement and say, well, I'm sorry, you know, wrong teams. I don't talk about wrong teams in the Super Bowl. What I'm saying is as a commissioner and basically the quote unquote, pre, you know, like how we have the president of the United States, we have the president of these professional sports leagues, which is the commissioner, his job and his responsibility is to be accountable, raise his hand and say, we screwed it. We messed up. This official is going to be taken care of. X, X, Y, Z, you know, stand up, be a man and have some sort of some accountability. Don't sit up there and let two weeks go by and wait for your annual press conference in the Super Bowl at the Super Bowl in order for you to say something that, you know what that's like? That's like a, that's like, God forbid, a mass shooting happens and it happened last week. Like, let's say for, for example, a mass shooting, God forbid, were to happen last week. That's like the police commissioner or the mayor of the city it occurred in or even the president of the United States, Donald Trump. That's like, and for Donald Trump, let's just use this because it's a better example. That's like him, instead of him saying a statement, that's like Sarah Huckabee. Right, that's like Sarah Huckabee Sanders addressing it in, in, her, in her little press uh, thing. Donald Trump says nothing, doesn't tweet anything, doesn't say anything, and basically is mum on the subject until he brings up in his state of state of the union two weeks later. You know, it, it's it's the it's the accountability is what Saints fans, it's what Gail Benson, it's what me and Brendan and everybody else is has to hold the commissioner's feet to the fire. Now he can't sit up here and say what well, wrong he he can't sit up here and say that when he's sit up here trying to sell us a product. He can't say that. What he has to say is that it should never have happened and it's an absolute disgrace and we have to look into replay and everything else and we also have to look in into that official keeping his job because that's the bottom line. He should not continue to have a job as an NFL referee from literally costing a team a chance to play in the Super Bowl and costing them a championship. You know, NFC, I get a trip to the Super Bowl, oh boy, but you go to the Super Bowl, you, you're in the Super Bowl because you won your conference championship. And you get cost the team, and you cost this team a championship. It's the worst. It really is. Switching gears now to the uh, AFC championship game, which uh, between the Chiefs and Patriots. Brennan, give me your thoughts on that. 
I feel like I'm, I'm mad, obviously. I'm in that game, too. Because, you know, there is this cause in that game as well. And uh, another really big problem that I had with that game is just the fact that, you know, they couldn't put them away. Well, right. I, I, come on. Seriously, we don't want to we don't want to see the Patriots again. I, I don't know anybody who really wants to see the Patriots again in the Super Bowl. Except it, Patriot fans. It, well, yeah. But, and Brady lovers, yeah. But, but, the, but those people are far and in between. And then most of the people now, I've gotten bored of this. It's a constant game over and over again of, oh, wow, we, they're, the Patriots in the Super Bowl for the 10th time in a row, which is an over-dramatization. But that's besides the fact. We don't want to see this anymore. No one wants to see this. It's boring. It's boring. Name one person, except for their fans, who wants to see them in the Super Bowl. There's people like the Saints, who I'd love to see in the Super Bowl again because they're actually a likable team with likable people. Yes. Drew Brees, phenomenal. Heck, I'd even want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl just so I can, like, see if they'd ever actually, you know, win one again because they haven't been there in forever. Right. The see, the Chiefs haven't been in the Super Bowl since 1969, which it's was also forever. their last uh, Super Bowl championship. It's been 40, 49 years, 49 seasons since the last time. the Well, not it hasn't been 49 years since the Chiefs have last been in the Super Bowl. It's been 49 years since they last won a Super Bowl. Won a Super Bowl. Right, yeah. Not, the, not only – because not only do you have that storyline, you also have a storyline of young star Patrick Mahomes who won the MVP yesterday. You have that going into the game. You have the electric Tyreek Hill going into the game. And on top of that, you have Andy Reid who has had who has had many, many, many playoff in, in successes in his in his co- in his long coaching career. Maybe let's see if he has a – he's only played – he's only coached one Super Bowl back in 04 with the Eagles. Let's see if he can win it again. You know, that, that would have been interesting to go into. Well, hey, the Eagles finally won a Super Bowl uh, last year. Well, let's see if their old coach can finally win one this year. You know, that was a storyline I was looking forward to seeing. But because the Chiefs can't get the Patriots off the field on, on third and ten and can't keep Gronk and Edelman – running uh, uh, 15 yard slant patterns in the middle of the field. I got to be looking at the Patriots and another dog on Super Bowl again. I mean, come on. And real quick, Brennan, but on yeah. top of the fact, if D Ford lines up on sides, the Chiefs are in the game just automatically. It's the worst. It really is. What I was trying to say was, like, to quantify when the Chiefs last won the Super Bowl, you have to go all the way back to the first time we landed on the moon. That is the, the first time the Chiefs won the Super Bowl was the year that we land, we first landed on the moon. It's It's been so long since they've won. It's it's just, you know, oh my freaking God. It's it's such a waste. It sucks so much that, yes. that, this, that this has to be the Super Bowl. No one wants to see the Super Bowl. No one. I mean, no the, I mean, again with Brady, forty-one years. Oh my god! Enough with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I'm telling you, Brandon. I'm telling you this right now. I'm telling you this right now. This better be the last time I, at least, when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at, you know, if the Patriots make the Super Bowl, you know, twenty-five years later, and Bre- and, and it's not a fish, and the only person that's and John and Bob Kraft is, you know, passed on. And Bill Belichick and Brady are far and retired. I won't say anything. You know, if the Patriots playing like Super Bowl, you know, uh, sixty eight, 
I'm not going to say anything. It, but if they play a Super Bowl 54, 55, yeah, 54, 55, 50, enough. I am sick of the Patriots in the Super Bowl. This would be the last time I swear for long. This would be the last time I see them in the Super Bowl. Mahomes and the Chiefs, Deshaun Watson and the Texans, Andrew Luck and the Colts, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, Andy Dalton and the Bungles, Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers for the love of the human race. Step up your game so we don't have to look at these punks in the Super Bowl anymore. I'm sick of them. I couldn't have said it better myself. I really couldn't. No one wants to see this. It's, uh, it's it, I don't care if, if Baker Mayfield's cocky self has to stop him. I can't. I can't, Brandon. I'm telling you right now. I can't. I can't do with it anymore. I can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. Maybe last year, next year Super Bowl, it better be Chiefs and Saints or Chiefs and Rams or Chiefs and. I I don't want the Patriots anywhere near next year's Super Bowl. Nowhere near it. Hmm. Speaking of the Super Bowl. Give me your thoughts on it right quick. Um, it's going to be a boring game, and I'm not excited to watch it, but I'm going I'm to have to. We're having friends come over. But believe me when I say I am not excited to watch this Super Bowl. I would rather just forget that it evens a thing, my friend. It's not, it's not something that I think any of us should really be proud or excited to watch. If I'm being frank, like <laughs> – uh, but but we have to, or at least I have to. You don't have to. Please, no, I, please, Brandon, you know me. I I am not. What what, what am I going to watch on us on a on a Sunday night? When I go, I'm going to watch uh, reruns of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, what, what am I going to watch? Of is that, gonna how, watch is that normally how you? Sit no, no. Oh, stop it, please. <laughs> like I'm sitting down watching. You set that, yourself up. Watching <laughs> watching that piece of garbage. No, I'm watching the Super Bowl because 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 at the end of the day, it's the last football game of the season. It is the Super Bowl. I'm a sports fan. You know, you gotta you gotta sit up here and uh, you really have no other choice. To be quite honest with you. But uh, for the sake and for the sake of conversation and for the sake of this uh, dopey podcast, uh, yeah, <laughs> give me your score and who you think's going to be crowned 2018 NFL champion. Uh, probably. I, I think that a 27 for the Rams and I think it's going to be 27, 21 with, with the Pats losing. Mm. I think that. I think that's that probably that would be what I want to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, for the sake of America, we all want it to happen. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Patriots favorite minus two and a half. Uh, this is tough. I'm rooting for the Rams regardless, but whether to pick the Rams or to pick the Patriots. Not going to be the end of the world. Well, yeah. Well, I, here's the thing. I picked against the Patriots and the Chargers and the Chiefs game, and I got burned there. So, ha! Screw it. I'm taking them anyway. I'm taking the Patriots to win the game. Brady, much to my chagrin, is going to get his, his sixth ring. Patriots going to win the game 31 
28. But I'm but believe me when I tell you, I'll be rooting for the Rams and my boy Andrew Whitworth, former Bungle left tackle. I'm be pulling for him and pulling for a future Bengals uh, head coach is going to be named tomorrow. Zach Taylor, who's the quarterback coach for the Rams, will be pulling for the Rams like you wouldn't believe in the in the game later tonight. But I think the Patriots, I just can't see them losing two straight Super Bowls in a row. And you know, I wouldn't be shocked if and I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams win. But uh, I I've, I went against Brady and Belichick too many times enough to not learn my lesson. So fool me once, shame on fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, fool me a third time, sue me. <laughs> well, well, well Jai, Jai, you're gonna have to sue yourself if the the the, the Rams win now. Yeah, well, hey, it's it's a win-win. It's a win-win situation. I'll sue myself for the five hundred and sixty whatever dollars I have in my bank account. (laughs) Win-win. I win either way. Oh my gosh, Bernard! Thanks for joining me, man. Pleasure for you having have uh, being here for on this podcast throughout this football season. Thanks, Jai. I'll right. be back. I'll be back, obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll have you. Uh, I'll have you next episode. I'll I'll try to get you in next episode after the uh, Super Bowl. If not, next time I call over, I am over your uh, that nice house of yours with the, the two cute dogs. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure I'll have you on. But it's okay. been a pleasure this football season. And yeah, for thanks, the, Jai. Yeah, sure thing. And for those of you uh, listening. Thank you for listening to another another episode of Yamatel like a TIS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Shields. Enjoy Super Bowl 53, everybody. And and if you're driving, please don't drive drunk. Take care. Be blessed. Take care. Have a great day. Enjoy the Super Bowl.